Do you want to create a profitable course that changes lives? If so, lend me your ears because this is the show for you, where we pull back the curtain on what it really takes to teach and transform, not just your course, but also your business. I am your host, Janelle Allen, and this is the Zen Courses Show. Here we go. What's up, everyone? My guest today is Matt Raglan, sketchnote creator, ConvertKit team member, and online course creator. Matt, welcome to the Zen Courses Show. Thanks, Janelle. Really glad to be here. I always love you know, doing these and just really grateful that you uh, gave me the opportunity to share. Well, I'm excited to learn more about you and share your story with the audience. Can you start by telling us more about yourself and the work that you do? Yeah, so my full-time job is working at ConvertKit. It's an email marketing platform for bloggers. And so I've been doing that about a year and a half now. And with the team, I work on customer success, onboarding, uh, welcoming. So just helping people really get comfortable with the app for, you know, like really in their first 30 days specifically. Yeah. And then the other part of what I do in the other hours is that I create sketch notes, uh, courses around that. I also do some freelance work for some other bloggers and course creators because I've found that sketch notes give a really kind of clear, unique way to communicate information and that it really resonates with people. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to talk about sketch notes, but first let's kind of tell people where you are geographically. You're in Nashville, right? Yep. So Nashville, Tennessee. I've been in Nashville for about, or say it'll be four years, four years in August. Okay. And have really enjoyed being in, in the city. Didn't think we were going to stay when we initially came, my wife and I, we went there for her to get another degree and then we just liked it and we stayed. So that's where we are. Fun fact about me. I've only... <laughs> primarily lived in cities that end in Ville. So I was yeah. born in Jacksonville. I went to school in Gainesville. I <laughs> lived in Louisville and then Asheville and now Nashville. So that is very interesting. Well, Gainesville, Florida or Georgia? Gainesville, Florida. Okay. So. <laughs> that is very interesting. It is. Fun <laughs> random fact. Or yeah, just I didn't fact. know that. Now I feel, I feel closer <laughs> to you, Matt. There you go. Not everyone does. <laughs> All right, cool. So it is time for the rapid five. I've got five quick questions to help listeners get to know you. You ready? Great. Let's go. Number one, cats or dogs? Dogs. Number two, what is your favorite song of all time? Ooh, this is really tough. I don't think I can give a rapid fire answer to that. <laughs> you know, one that always uh, comes to mind for me that I always really like is Mumford and Sons' Awake My Soul is a very, yeah. very, very good song. They're a great band. They're a great band. They were here in Chicago on the beach and I missed it. Oh, nice. Pretty. <laughs> I had the best. I had to see them a few years ago at Red Rocks in Colorado. And that was pretty incredible. Yeah, cool. All right. Number three, name your go-to comfort food. Go-to comfort food. And these are good questions. Uh, I like chocolate chip cookies. With nuts or without? Without. Oh, and okay. Ghirardelli chocolate chips, ideally. <laughs> Very particular. Yeah. I like it. Number four, if you could have one superpower, but no one could know about it, what would it be? Uh, flying would be pretty great. I mean, who doesn't enjoy flying? Yeah, being invisible might be nice, but then I think I'd just feel super creepy. And like, <laughs> that would just destroy me internally. I would enjoy flying. That would be great. Who wouldn't enjoy flying? Because I just okay. enjoy being in planes, so why not you know, just zip on up at any time? <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. 
And last one, what is the hardest lesson you have learned thus far as an entrepreneur? The hardest lesson that I've learned thus far as an entrepreneur is that I didn't need to wait as long as I did to uh, start creating something, whether it's you know, product, a course. I didn't need to wait as long as I felt like I did. And yeah. like the number that I thought I needed to get to in terms of like subscribers or audience or likes or whatever that might be, that's a very arbitrary number. And it's not relevant. It's not irrelevant, but I think the hard lesson for me to learn was just you know, waiting, waiting too long to do something like that. I'm definitely going to save that for later. We got to come back and talk about that because I think a lot of okay. people yeah. do that. So <laughs> we're going to we're going to mm-hmm. come back. Circle back. <laughs> I was trying not to say circle back. I, <laughs> it's one of those buzzwords. I try. <laughs> yeah, we're going to circle back here. Yeah. We're going to place this. We Make use sure we term. have our Sometimes synergy. Like, we're going to put this in the parking lot. We're going to circle back once we get to the other topics. <laughs> All right. So what is your story, Matt? How did you come to teach people about sketchnotes? Yeah. So one of the real tipping points for me, not to use too many buzzwords, <laughs> with sketchnotes was I remember there were a couple of books. There are really a few books that I read slash learned from that really resonated with me. I was always kind of a doodler growing up. I took some art classes, but nothing, nothing super serious. Like I don't think I took a specific art class after high school. But the three books were... Rework by Jason Fried and David Hemmemeyer Hansen, and then Back of the Napkin by Dan Rome, mm-hmm. and then Sketchnote Handbook by Mike Rohde. And so those all kind of built on each other. And one of the interesting things is the way that I found, found, there's myself coming through. <laughs> there's that, that the way that I found out. these books. <laughs> so the way that I found out about Mike was because he was the illustrator for the illustrations in Rework. And when I read that book, it resonated with me on a bunch of different levels. One of the like unexpected ones was just saying like, oh, this is a really cool way to illustrate concepts in the book because you can make an illustration, whatever you want it to be. It's not like finding a stock photo where you're like, this kind of like means what I want it to say. Mm -hmm. Like I can actually make it. And so seeing that and then the thing about Dan's book was that it's so simple, like his his drawing style is so simple and approachable. And it's more about solving the problem than making something that looks amazing, like not getting stuck on the artistic side of it, but really going towards like, what what can we make out of this? What problems can we solve? And then Mike really in his book, uh, Sketch Note Handbook, really brought all of those things together. It was the inspiration for my domain name right now for the sketch notes, which is ideas, not art, where you know, that's really, mm-hmm. really what it's about is you know, connecting with people and over big ideas and solving problems and not worrying about like, oh, is this going to be like specific, like pretty illustration? So that was how and that was probably you know, five, six years ago now. And so I've just been kind of steadily okay. building and drawing and connecting since then. Nice. Nice. So. You decided, I know it's it's a side hustle for you, right? It is. So how do you manage having your full-time gig, your full-time job with ConvertKit, which I imagine is uh, pretty full because ConvertKit is, is blowing up right it now. It is full, full You guys full are doing things. Yeah, very full. <laughs> how do you navigate those waters? Because you have a young son and you're married and how do you do it all? 
Yeah, I think uh, part of the realization, especially for me, is that you can't do it all Mm -hmm. maybe the way that you used to. And what I found, like I was actually talking to another person on the team about this because she has a podcast. Her name's Alexis. And uh, she has a podcast. She's like, Matt, how do you get so much done? I don't even have a kid (laughs) and I can't seem. In some ways, while having a child specifically and to a to a different degree being married, when you start to add more people yeah. <laughs> to your life, to your tribe, you know, it whittles down, and a child especially, <laughs> it whittles down the number of decisions that you have to make and the number of things that you can do for better. And, you know, sometimes it feels like for worse, like I can't, you know, go do this or I can't do that. But what remains then when you like, when you can't go out or your kid is sleeping in the middle of the day, so, you, you know, on a weekend, so you don't like, you know, go do whatever it is I used to do <laughs> during that time, you can, you can make a decision. You can like watch Netflix for a couple hours and I'm totally on board with watching Netflix, but you can do that or you can, or you can think to yourself, I have a couple hours here that I can make something. Yeah. And that's really where I've just tried to be very disciplined in the pockets of time that I have. The other thing that I do is I'm pretty good about waking up early. And because we do have a pretty flexible schedule with ConvertKit, and I will say, even though it's it's very full, we have a very understanding culture, I think, mm-hmm. around not crazy amounts of overwork. Yeah. And so, like, I'll usually work in a given week, you know, 40 to 50 hours, which is not, especially for the number of customers that we have and the size team that we have, is a pretty reasonable amount. I think we're super productive during that time. And that and it trickles down into my side hustle as mm-hmm. well. And so if I get up early, then I can have you know, an hour-ish to work on some of these some of these other things. Yeah. It's nice to work. If you're going to have a full-time job, it's nice to be around other entrepreneurs or an entrepreneurial-minded company. I'm sure that helps a ton with, uh, with just understanding that, hey, you have different things that you're interested in and you have that side hustle that you're working on. That's a great point. And that's a huge benefit of ConvertKit that you wouldn't normally see starting out from the outside. But yeah, as probably a lot of your listeners know, like Nathan is, you know, an amazing course creator and writer and product creator. And so when you have that from your founder who understands what it's like to create content and, you know, I think, yeah, so that even the shirt I'm wearing, you know, it says (laughs) create every day. And so I've never heard a peep from anyone at the company and especially any of the directors they're like you know Matt if you can spend three hours a week on your side hustle that's just three more hours that you can like right. put back into the company I've never heard that I know that's yeah you know, that's kind of a unique thing and I think that comes down from Nathan's history and you know him enjoying seeing that uh, the people that he has hired are people who make things yeah Absolutely. So speaking of making things, we're here to talk about your course, Sketchnote Starter Course. Now, you released it last November, right? Correct. Okay. Can you give us an overview of the course? What is it about? Who is it for? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I try and be one really uh, descriptive <laughs> in my titles. And I I had a mentor once when I was first getting started, like with being an entrepreneur and working that he was, he said, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the easiest way to name something is just to say what it does and then add an <laughs> er at the end. So <laughs> sketch notes start er. And he was using it more of like appliances. Like, what does this thing do? Well, it refrigerates things. We'll call it the refrigerator. Er. 
well, this washes things. We'll call it their washer. Cool. So it's not quite that literal, but I always try and be really clear with the things that I'm doing and uh, the things that I'm delivering to an audience and to a potential like reader or student. And so that's that's really who the course is for right now are people who maybe they just have some basic drawing skills or they feel like I get this a lot, like they feel like they can't draw at all. And now we'll say that like, yeah, the sketches that I share now, these are like five year, you know, five year sketches for me. This is a buildup of a lot of time. But in one of the early lessons, I actually share one of my like early sketch notes and it is like just... It's a lot of text and just stick figures. And I was like, <laughs> you are kidding yourself if you can't draw a stick yeah. figure. And that's really where it starts. So like I talk about basic shapes and how you can combine them together to it's like the whole point of this is to get your idea across or solve a problem. And so that's really who uh, we mm-hmm. I work with and I start out with in terms of the teaching is and that's who the course is geared for. It's just people asking me, like, how do I get started making some sketch notes? So we really walk through a lot of the basics for like shapes and alignment and layout, getting those things together. And then the the course does start to go into like some inter- intermediate topics, like how do we put these together maybe for production or sharing, sharing with others, sharing on social media? How can you use sketch notes? One of the things, one of the yeah. big benefits that I've had with sketch notes is that it's been a great connector for me with, you know, different types of work or just like getting, getting to know some people that I didn't, I did a, a stretch of contract work with Noah Kagan at Sumo Me. And all of that work, like three months of work that I did with their team, all came from one sketch note I did of a webinar that he was on. So it can be a really great way to connect. And I nice. want to help people build that, uh, you know, kind of build that visual library because I think it's very natural. We just have to kind of reawaken it. Okay, cool. So was this your first course that you had ever created? It was. I got halfway through a really crappy course <laughs> a while ago and uh, probably three years ago. And I'll say it was it was crappy because it wasn't really mine. I was doing some freelance work at the time with uh, a group of realtors. So I was hoping them put uh. together like a social media <laughs> slash blogging for realtors course. And like gotcha. they kind of stopped paying me. <laughs> and of course, I didn't uh. really have... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the desire to continue. Okay. So this, yeah, this is this sketch note starter course is my first completed, published, shipped, sold course. Okay. Now, what were some challenges that you had, you know, as a new course creator? Let me ask it this way. What were some things that happened that you didn't plan on? You didn't think about it, anticipate it, and you were like, oh, I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Yeah, I think probably the biggest one, and we we alluded to it earlier was how much I would have to get over myself to put something up for sale. Yeah. And the other thing was that I didn't expect that anyone would buy it if it was like all text-based and super simple. Yeah. And I was wrong about both of those things happily. And those just (laughs) delayed me way too much. You know, I bought some fantastic courses. They're marketed really well. They're put together really well. I did join and do David Seitman Garland's create awesome online courses. Yeah. Something like (laughs) that. (laughs) And so I did that. And when you go through David's uh, course, it is good, but it's super, it's a bit overwhelming. And you feel like if I don't have like this 
type of course at the end that it's not. And that was really one of the things that I got stuck on with the first course that I was working mm-hmm. on the realtors with videos and PowerPoints and like all, you know, slides and you know, all this stuff. So I didn't expect that I would be able to sell something that was relative, that was relatively simple, yeah. but really getting over that mindset, that, that block in my own head for putting something out there. I think that's common, especially with course creators. I mean, I know I've dealt with that. Like, oh, I have to make videos. And then there's all this, like my office right now, I've got lights and yeah. all this stuff and it, it's, it's overwhelming, <laughs> right. you know, but um, text courses will sell. It, it all comes down to the content. Right. And if you're delivering value and it works and people are getting results, you'd be surprised at what people will say. Yeah, that's, that's totally fine. Another thing that I believe a lot of people get stuck on, uh, and I know I kind of did, especially with the real estate course and not as much with the Sketchnote course, which I think helped me actually ship it, is that a lot of times we have an expectation of our courses to totally change our life. And yeah. you know, that's one of the nice things about keeping this a side hustle and you know having another job outside of it is that I didn't need for this course to change everything about what I was doing financially. Mm -hmm. And when you don't need to do that, if you can, if you can be okay, not doing that, then you can uh, ship things a lot better and a lot leaner and a lot cheaper for (laughs) a lot cheaper for you because it's not like, Oh my gosh, I have to pay the rent. Yeah. So what I've also found, you know, just with these, with these courses that it's usually not your very first course that changes a whole lot. It makes you some extra money Get your name out there. Get your name out there. It teaches you like how to do things and you get to learn for the next one. It's usually more like maybe the second, third, fourth course once you iterate to that point and if you can stick with it long enough. That's true. It's totally a process. And I think that you touched on a few things. Like we, as creators, we tend to just try to anticipate all the problems and technology and everything. Like we create this monster in our brains and try to deal with all of that other stuff. And really, it's just about getting started where you are and learning from there because your first course is not going to be perfect. It's not going to (laughs) be this masterpiece. It's not, it's probably not going to be six figures unless you have the right network who's going to push it out and help you. And that's a common misconception. A lot of people are buying the idea of uh, creating their first course and it being a six figure course. And then, you know, being on an Island somewhere and making all this passive income. (laughs) Yeah. And you make a great point about the network. I mean, you watch any great, Mm -hmm. any like, you know, six figure blogger, six figure course creator. Yeah. Even now you pay attention to their launches. They have so many people that are helping push it as well that are at or around their level and past students are helping push it. So it's really that network effect that you're just naturally not going to have when you start out for an early course. Yeah. But that first course is how you start to build into that. Exactly, exactly. So just give yourself some grace yep. and uh, and stop putting, comparing yourself. Just start where you are. All right, we got on a soapbox. So let's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting down off right, my soapbox. <laughs> okay, so where did the idea for this course come from? Was, were you getting questions or was it just something you said, hey, I want to make this thing? I was getting questions. So a couple of things. I was getting questions. And this is a great question for your listeners to ask themselves. It's always something that I recommend new course creators ask themselves in terms of content is 
just ask yourself the question, what do I wish I knew about my topic when I got started? Because mm-hmm. you, you put yourself back in that beginner's mind and you think like the way that I honestly got these first five lessons on the sketch note course was just asking myself that question. Oh, well, I wish I would have known about the simple shapes. I wish I would have known a couple of things about like, you know, kind of building that visual library, developing the mind's eye. And then just really simple things also like, I wish I would have known which notebooks weren't going to bleed and <laughs> which pens also weren't going to bleed and we're going to have ooh, really ooh, bright wait, wait, colors. wait. Which pen do you use? So I use, they're in my bag <laughs> down there. But I want to uh, see if we use the same pens. So I use a few different pens. Okay. But the standard, I would say, like, when I'm really in sketch noting mode is the... The Pigma Micron set. Oh, you're too pro for me. I have no idea what that is. The <laughs> other ones that I use, I love the Pentel Intergel 0.07. Mm-hmm. And I also love the Pilot Precise V5. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so both of those. I love these. Both pens. of those are great. If you're looking at like just basic getting started pens, both of those are great. The Uniball is pretty good also, but I do find that it bleeds a tad more than I would prefer. But when you're ready to take like the next slight step up, Pigma Micron set is is a really great choice. And they're not really too bad. Like you can spend a lot of money on pens, too much money on pens, but you can get like a yeah. Micron set for 20 bucks. It's not terrible. Oh, it's not too bad. Okay. I completely derailed you, <laughs> so I take responsibility for that. <laughs> yeah, I was saying, ask yourself that question. Like, what do I wish I knew about my craft, my topic when I first got started? And each answer that comes to you, that's a lesson. That's a piece of content. Gotcha. There was that. And then I started sharing those. There were a couple other quite like, and then I would always ask a question whenever someone wrote back into me and be like, oh, is there something else that like you're you're struggling with, or you think, oh, I really wish I knew how to do that. And especially when you're teaching someone something brand new, asking them the question of like, oh, is there anything that you're struggling with? They're usually not going to have a great answer because they're so new. They don't know that they're struggling with Mm -hmm. any particular thing. And they're not going to say like, I really struggle with drawing hands. That's what I would say now. But like, I never would have said that at the beginning. That's a great point. Yeah. But asking them Asking them, what are you using this for? Instead of asking them like the struggle question, ask them like, is there is there anywhere that you want to be using this that you're not? So those are a couple of questions that I also asked that gave me some good content. Yeah, I think that's a great question about asking your students about their struggles because we think that that's a good question to ask, right? And we hear all the time from bloggers, you know, send that email out and ask people what their challenges are. What's What are they working on? But sometimes you're too close to a thing to really know what it is that's giving you trouble or you just have this overall feeling of, man, I'm just failing, yeah, <laughs> failing hard and you don't know where. Another good distinguishing question that that I found, and I'm sure a lot of your students can use this, is asking asking your students what do you want to use this for? So I would ask, like, do you want to use sketch notes for your blog? Do you want to use them because you're going to events, conferences, church? Do you want to use it so that your kids take better notes in school? Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, like, are you in a meeting and you're tired of like jotting down <laughs> lines of handwritten notes? So asking them, maybe not 
what are you frustrated with? What are you struggling with? But like, Hey, what is, what is the direct application that you want to have this for? Like you could do this. Like if I had a fitness course, like want to use this because you're a runner, because you're a cyclist or like, even if I had like a build a blog, build a business course, like, do you want to use this because you have products, because you have a course, stuff like that. Yeah. I think it's important to know as a course creator, you need to understand that your students are on a journey and you've got to know where they want to go, where they want to end up. Where are they starting and where do they want to end up? And it might be different for different people, but there's always going to be information for you as a creator that's going to help you design and create your course. I totally agree. I think that that's a great question to ask via customer interviews or just a survey, just get a sense of what's going on. You know, these are people who they're not just numbers, you know, when they buy your course, they're people, they have goals, they have dreams, they have problems. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great thing to pinpoint that yeah you know, they are on a journey and knowing where they are and how you can help them you know thinking of it from more of a guide mindset yeah. and helping them be the hero that's yeah I'm glad you made that point so talking about students and being learner focused what is and this might be tricky based on what you just said but what is it that your students should be able to do after completing your course like what's the goal for me what I try and communicate to them at the outset that what I want them to have, and then it kind of iterates from, from there, but I want them to feel comfortable putting their ideas down on paper or tablet, putting their ideas down without any like shame or hindrance or like mm-hmm. just feeling like I can put down what makes the most sense to me. I always say like the very first person and for a long time, probably the only person that you need to sketch note for is yourself because you're putting this down so that you can remember more ideas and solve more problems, not so that you can post it on online and you know, someone's going to you know offer you a job or like pay you for doing yeah. some sketch notes like that. Never. I never thought that was going to be the case <laughs> early on that I would do a course or that I would have, uh, you know, people ask me to sketch note for them because like it was, it was for me. And so that's, that's really the big takeaway that I want them to have at the end is that I feel comfortable with the pen in my hand and the paper in front of me and information coming into my head that I can capture it and retain it in a clearer, stronger way. So tell me, let's take a peek inside. Tell me what the course looks like for those who aren't familiar. I've been to your coach page, but Walk us through the structure and design of the course. Yeah. And I know we're, since we're going to be on video, do you want me to share my screen? Oh yeah. Cool. So yeah, for folks listening, this is uh, the first video interview. So yeah, go ahead and share that. How exciting. (laughs) I'm very, all right. I'll try and keep this brief, but it is, it is fun for me to kind of talk about. All right. Can you see the screen? Nice. I can. So this is inside of Coach. I think Coach is fantastic. And I really like using it because you can do courses and digital products like eBooks. But this is Sketchnote Starter Course. I've got it priced at $29 right now. And probably I do plan on increasing it to $39 or $49 at the end of the summer when I can relaunch it again. But as people come in, let's go to the view page. But as people come in, (laughs) I really start this out again, like I kind of mentioned earlier, that I want them to have the basics down. So welcome, what to expect, using simple shapes. Let's take a look at this one real quick. So this is 
inside of Coach. But you'll see that I just have these. You know, these are the simple shapes, and this is what you can do with them. Like, yep. I can sketch three people of varying sizes, a dog, a tree, in the sun. These are all super simple, but it communicates something. And that's really what I'm trying to deliver at the beginning. You'll also kind of notice that some of these are listed as previewable. That yeah, just, I just saw that. So even if they came down here, they would be able to see, like, I want to preview the simple shapes. And it just comes through like this. So you can see, I haven't made a ton of iteration yet yeah. on like pretty simple text and some images to lay everything out. But we start out with the basics and then we go and keep it simple, building a visual library. And then we go into some next level sketch noting keys to visual things. So I really try and take those steps with the students of like, these are the basic things. Let's get these nailed down. And then let's look at, you know, what if I can't draw? The key to visual thinking, mixing in sketch notes with written notes, the differences. And this was something that like I landed on personally a couple of years ago when I was having, I was actually working with a client. They're like, no, I want it to look more like this. And it just kind of dawned on me. It was like, oh, you need like a legit illustrator. Illustrator, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, because they like wanted it to look like super lifelike. I was like, I don't do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I just like <laughs> my like top, I think what I could develop into like given the time that I'm willing to devote to this in terms of like artistic talent is like basically comic book artist with, but like yeah. simple comics. <laughs> <laughs> I have started one of the, one of the big additions that I made about a month ago and I did kind of a soft relaunch with some people that were interested but had not purchased yet was adding a bunch more videos. So I do have some videos in here now, mm -hmm. I think five overall. Cool. And this is another thing too. This is another thing that I like about Coach. They have a great inline video player now. So you don't have to use YouTube or Wistia or anything like that. Yeah. So sketch notes in public, this is another thing. People go through this more than I thought they would because I really put this whole section in sketch notes in public to help people develop the idea of let me put something like this out, even if it's just mm -hmm. something simple, because I think when we are sharing and working in public, then it you know helps us like develop the habit even more. Yeah, it seems like the next step, you know, I'm creating these sketch notes and at some point I'm going to I got to get them out into the world. Yeah, especially, like I said, when you're doing it of a particular person or content, just sharing that with them, like. I've gotten such great feedback from people that I've done sketch notes where they're like, oh my gosh, I love seeing this. My pastor told me once, he's like, he's like, when I see this, I know what's really resonating mm. when I when I speak. And I've had some other speakers say that as well. And then I just have some bonus resources like like we've kind of talked about a little bit, the toolkit. Like so here you go, Pintel, Intergel, Moleskin. Yep. We talk about the pins right here, some other sketch note things, and then a recommended reading section. So, and you can see these three books <laughs> yeah. that I mentioned at the beginning and just some other people that I've learned from. Yeah, it's nice to see a peek inside. So last question before we get into the wrap up. Now that your course has been live for what, seven, eight months now, I can do math. <laughs> about eight months. You mentioned that you're going to relaunch at the end of the summer. So now that it's been out, what are some things that you want to do differently or, or adjust and tweak? Some of the things that I want to adjust, add in a lot more videos. That's something that just as I've become much more comfortable on video, you know, just my pacing and cadence, that's something that I want to uh, bring in the yeah. course as well. 
And the other thing is that I'll do a much more a much more supported launch than I did last time. The first launch that I did was just I had to get over myself in the delays that I had had. You know, because then once you once you actually have the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to complete this course. The next one is like, okay, am I going to launch it properly? Am I going to? Yeah. You know, so I did a really average job <laughs> of launching. Like average is probably a, a, a kind term <laughs> just because I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it and I had to get it out there. So I will have a more like specific, say like seven day launch period. My personal network has grown since then. So I didn't really involve anyone else for the first launch. So those two things just, I don't honestly think I'll add a ton more content but using using videos to build on the concepts that are already there and also get some some other people in my network to help promote it. The one additional thing that I'll do probably about a month or so before is just try and really ramp up my list to mm-hmm. just get some more people in the funnel and doing that by having a like a sketch note a, an actual like sketch note bundle to give away. So Moleskine notebook Pigma pens, a couple of, you know, additional books to learn from. So doing, doing that will probably help bump everything up. Cool. So giveaways, do you do any webinars or anything ahead of time to talk about teaching certain aspects? I I haven't. And I would, I would like to do that. It's just the webinar thing is a big time suck for me. It is. (laughs) It's a lot of work. (laughs) um, That's not in the plan right now. That might be like V3 (laughs) launch. Okay. Now I will say an easy thing that I've done in the past that I could do in lieu of webinars is some Facebook lives and Periscope lives. I've gotten some, some good because I do really try and keep things simple. Yeah, I don't have a ton yeah. of time or mental energy, you know, like we were talking about in terms of productivity and timing. I don't have a ton of time and mental energy to put into this. And so I just try and keep it simple and straightforward and keep building from there. Got it. Good stuff. All right, Matt, we are down to the final three questions. First one okay. is easy. What is next for you? Anything exciting coming up? Uh, is continuing to build with ConvertKit. I will say I've got a few conferences lined up, one of them being the ConvertKit Craft and Commerce conference coming up in just a few yeah. weeks. And I'll be doing some sketch notes there, but I'm also like legitimately working it, <laughs> obviously. So not as many sketches there. I will be doing some more videos and hopefully doing uh, a relaunch at the end of the summer. Okay. Next question, where can people find out more about you and your work? So if you go to ideasnotart.com, you can also go to mattraglin.com. Probably the two places on social media that I connect the most are Twitter, just at Matt Ragland, and then Instagram, at Matt Ragland. Um, YouTube. And YouTube. I'm still (laughs) getting used to this. Um, Yeah, youtube.com slash Matt Ragland. I got enough views and enough videos now that there was a Matt Ragland like slash Matt Ragland that had a different channel, but now like YouTube gave it to me, which is nice. You are the Matt Matt Ragland Ragland of YouTube. Yeah, go to (laughs) youtube.com slash Matt Ragland. You can also go to those other two places (laughs) in case YouTube decides to get it to another more popular Matt Ragland in the future. But if you just go to YouTube and type in Matt Ragland, you'll see see my face. Cool. Well, I will be sure to share all of those links in the show notes. Last question, Matt. What is your why? Why do you get up and do the work you do every day? I get up because I do 
I do really want to empower people and teach people to connect the ideas that are in their heads with others and to uh, get the ideas that are coming from other people and really retain, retain and put those into action in their, in their own lives. So I want people to be able to bring in more information, retain it and act upon it and then do the same with their own ideas. Good stuff. Matt, thank you so much for being a guest and being the first video guest of the Zen Courses show. I'm very excited. <laughs> you get to see my fan hat. Yes, it is glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for all the wisdom you shared. And uh, I know everyone's going to get tons of value from this. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it, Janelle. Thanks for having me. And I had a great time. It's been a pleasure. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Matt Raglan. I had such a fun time talking to Matt. He's just a really great guy. And I hope that you got a lot out of that episode as well. If you wanted to learn more about Matt and in particular, sketch notes and all of the good stuff that he does, you can head over to the show notes. You'll find them at zencourses.co slash 061 for episode 61. Again, that will be a recap of the episode as well as the links to info on Matt and his course. Once again, that is zencourses.co slash 061. All right, let's talk about bonuses. So there was something different about this episode. This was the first episode where I did a video interview with my guest. And because of that, Matt shared some behind the scenes footage of his course live. If you wanted to see that, that little bit of extra content all you have to do is head to get.zencourses.co slash extra. Or if you're busy, like we all are, and you're on your phone, text extra extra to 44222. Once again, text to the number 44222, extra extra, all one word. You'll get a link to watch the bonus video for this episode as well as future episodes. You'll also be added to my email list where you'll get free content, tips, and updates about online courses. All right. So it is that time. As always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with me for another episode. I am Janelle Allen, and this has been the Zen Courses Show. Have an amazing day. I'll see you next time.